It's your video and podcast director, Marina McTee. Today, we have a podcast for you from staff reporter Ryan Zetzer. Ryan talks with the director of the Counseling Center, Aaron Gibson, about the mental health impacts of the pandemic in this episode of Office Hours. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Setzer. I'm a reporter for the Forum, and welcome to the Westminster Podcast. This week, I had the opportunity to chat over Zoom with Erin Gibson. Erin is the Director of Counseling at Westminster, and she had some really great insight on mental health challenges that students are facing this year as we live through the pandemic. It's definitely uncharted territory for everyone, so it's some great info. Without further ado, here is Erin. Enjoy. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) Thanks so much for meeting with me. So if you want to go ahead and just start, if you could introduce yourself and kind of just explain what your role is here on campus. My name is Erin Gibson. I'm the director of the Counseling Center at Westminster College. So my role is to direct the Counseling Center, which administers um, mental health support for students on campus. So we do individual counseling, we do group counseling, do some workshops, and do some preventative mental health education. And have you noticed an increase in mental health challenges for students during COVID? And if so, what have you noticed? So starting back in March, I think what we started to notice first is one, an increased demand and second, more urgency around demands and more seeing more things like anxiety, um, difficulty coping with overwhelm, difficulty coping with having things feel incredibly uncertain in a very sudden way, being asked to engage in very large scale transitions very quickly. So moving off campus, moving back in with family or care caretakers, having to transition all your learning to an online platform where as a learner and as an instructor, no one was totally sure on how to use the technology very well and having to get clear expectations. So I think as I list all of that, it makes me realize just the the immense amount of uncertainty and the great increase of anxiety on a large scale and also feeling helpless to change much. Like there's just so much going on that people feel like they have very little say, if any, in it happening in the first place and also not having a way to prepare much or to plan ahead. So what is my life gonna look like in a year? I have no idea. What is my life gonna look like in six months? What am I gonna do after I graduate? What am I gonna do for internship? Like what, all these things that at one point felt like there was a more clear path, all of a sudden the path was completely erased. So I think for us, we've just noticed students coming in with um, all of those anxieties and fears related to all of that uncertainty happening very quickly. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely noticed a lot of that amongst peers on campus, just kind of anxiety around that almost hopelessness of why does it matter? Because like what's going to happen in a year anyways? So I guess what recommendations do you have for students who are struggling with anxiety around this situation and how to cope moving forward? One, validating that experience It is so normal that we feel this way. Um, When I was looking on the Jed Foundation, they have a lot of information about coping with the situation. 
But the, the tag that they keep using that I really like is it's okay to not be okay. There's this expectation, I think, often in mental health anyway, and it's really become exacerbated. Um, people keep asking, like, why am I not okay? Why can't I deal with this? Like, what is wrong with me, basically? And the message we really want to send is it is completely appropriate to feel anxious and scared and, and some hopelessness around what is happening. And sometimes even just stop resisting, like shifting it from resisting feeling that way to, okay, it's actually okay that I feel this way in some ways can relieve a lot of that secondary pressure and anxiety that we carry of like, I just shouldn't feel bad. And that's also to say there's a lot of like very simple things I think people already know how to do um, to help cope with this, prioritizing self-care in a large way. And I know that that has been communicated, but I can't impress upon people enough how important that is. Like taking time in your daily life to disconnect from the news, from information, from the expectations that you have and really trying to engage in something that brings you joy, makes you feel relaxed, makes you feel really good. I got a puppy in all of this because I was like, I need something outside of myself to help me calm and soothe. And that was what I came up with. And it's really also forced me I'm like, well, I have to take her for a daily walk. So I have to disconnect from what I'm doing to go just do that. And, and I generally notice I feel much better coming back into here are the responsibilities. So I think that is really important. Um, finding ways to really re-examine your personal expectations for all the things you have to do. Again, I think there's so much pressure for us to be acting exactly as if nothing were happening, even though there's a lot happening. Um, so readjusting our expectations of, you know, I am doing the best I can. If I don't produce as much right now, it, it completely makes sense. And really working with that internalized sense of permission to honor where you're at. And also just, I think finding things that are relaxing. I think we also tend, sometimes self-care can look like high intensity, whether it's exercise or socializing with people or doing things that, um, you know, kind of ramp us up. But it's also really important to find ways to really relax and, you know, honestly like do less um, and you know sit make a cup of tea and have like 10 minutes where you just do some reflective journaling about how am I doing right now and just taking some moments to really help your nervous system settle so a lot of the programming that we're going to start putting out from our center is going to be about that specifically like how do you practice mindful compassion how do you you know find breaks in your day to, you know, take a breath and relax and help yourself um, calm and settle. I think those are some really good points to kind of think like internally and think about those things that calm you down. Because I think a lot of people, especially in college, that socialization factor is really like key for mental health. So now that we don't have that, it's really important that we're able to cope with methods where we're more individually based. Well, and you bring up a really good point. Like social connection is vital. Like we really do need each other. And so also honoring that that is a need and finding creative ways. And we are finding creative ways to, um, we've come a long way since March. Like how do we gather? Or how do we interact where we're not, you know, having to be completely isolated, but we're still being 
you know, acting in a safe manner that respects that we need to practice physical distancing and socializing does not look at all what it used to. And that doesn't mean it doesn't happen anymore. So then you kind of touched on this in the beginning, but could you go into more detail of the different mental health resources that are available to students on campus and how they can go about accessing those? So our counseling resources are open to all students and they're free of charge. The best way to contact us if you're wanting to get in to meet with a counselor is to contact our front desk. We have an email and we have a phone number um, that where we can be reached between the hours of uh, eight to five, Monday through Friday. So that's one access point. Also, because we're part of the Integrated Wellness Initiative, like we also want people, if people don't want counseling to help their mental health, that's one way to do it, but it's not the way. We know that, you know, focusing on exercise and sleep and, you know, good um, eating habits and work-life balance are all ways that people take care of their mental health and maintaining good social connection. So the resources on campus are wide in that way. And I think that's what we've really tried to develop, especially the semester is, you know, how do people find access to wellness? So obviously in HWAC, they do all sorts of programming around exercise, nutrition, and well-being, mostly having to do with physical well-being. Your, you know, classes and professors are a resource, I think, as well. Like, a lot of people talk to their professors about what they're struggling with, and I think some of that mentorship is really helpful and important. One of the places also to look is looking on the, looking on the events calendar at Westminster and seeing, like, oh, there's a lot of things, whether they're explicit or not, that are related to mental health that aren't necessarily phrased as such, but they do address well-being. So I would also have people look to the calendar of events that are happening on campus to see if things just spark their interest to kind of help them with bolstering their overall wellness. Well, thanks for all of those resources. And then do you just have any final words or anything we didn't touch on that you want students to know? I think it's really important that people really, again, like, rework the form, the focus of we're all trying our best to survive right now. And really, I, I, I just want students to hear, like, I really want you to have permission to take care of yourselves, whatever that looks like, like find something that you like, that feels good to you. Um, and, you know, engage in it and engage with yourself and give your, be really gentle with yourselves. And it's, uh, it's really easy to hear you know, or focus on what's not happening or what you're not doing or what you're not getting. And that sometimes can pull you away from, well, what do I have and what do I have access to? And, you know, what, what can I do? Where is my influence in, you know, countering this sense of hopelessness or overwhelm that there are things within my circle of influence that I can work on and change or address. And the other stuff, being able to let it go, but just refocus on what you can influence. Yeah, that's awesome. I think this is a great insight for students, hopefully to realize they're not alone. And like you said, it is okay to not be okay, especially right now. And just like kind of accepting the hard emotions and realizing we're all in this space together. So. And we all are, maybe some of us, especially <laughs> like you know, those of us in power positions are making it look like we got it all together, but we're all doing the same thing that you all are doing. Yeah. You know, trying to survive, trying to figure it out moment to moment, you know, how to, how to work best. So 
we're all in it together. We are. Yes. All right. That's all we have today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to check out more content from the forum, make sure to follow us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WC Forum Media. You can also check out our website, wcforummedia.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.